Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Primal Origin Oils. Got beard? Get Primal. Stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Check out PrimalOriginOils.com to learn more about their full line of beard care products. Use the code LOCKEDON for a 20% discount at checkout. That song you're hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. And I just wanted to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And the Rangers coming off of a tough 4-2 road loss against the Colorado Avalanche. The Avalanche sweep the season series from the New York Rangers. It's one of those games where, you know, certainly I don't think the Rangers were at their best, which... Unfortunately, the way things are going right now uh, with the Avalanche, you pretty much need to be at your best if you're going to have any hopes of beating them because the Avalanche, uh, to begin with, you know, coming into the season, very popular pick to compete for, maybe even win the Stanley Cup championship this season. The Avalanche, on top of that, were 12-2-1 coming into this game last night. They lead the NHL in goals per game. And I believe they had won seven in a row, which is now eight in a row uh, games at home. So this is always going to be tough. I think the Rangers in spurts definitely played very, very well in this game. The second period in particular, I thought the Rangers looked great. They obviously had a furious rally at the end of the game. Looked like Chris Kreider was going to tie the score, and we'll kind of break down that play as we get rolling here. But uh, yeah, you know, overall, just one of those nights where I, I think the Rangers ran up against a really good team and got beat for it. That's not to say that the Rangers were completely blameless in this loss. One thing that they did, which it's something that I used to talk about, it felt like just about every episode on here or at least every game recap episode. It's something that I haven't really had to talk about that much recently, which is obviously a good thing and a positive and a sign that the Rangers are indeed moving in the right direction. Uh, I think that's pretty obvious that anybody that's watched this team this year could probably pick up on that fact that the Rangers are indeed overall moving in the right direction. But the issue that reared its ugly head last night was the penalties and specifically the unnecessary undisciplined penalties. I counted at least four of them. There were penalties against Rooney, Kako, Mika, and Hayek that were completely unnecessary, just did not need to happen, and the Rangers took those penalties regardless, and when you do that, first of all, no matter who you're playing, you're starting to dig your own grave a little bit. When you're playing the Colorado Avalanche, you're basically putting the, the final nail in your coffin, so to speak, because you're just not going to take this many, again, unnecessary, undisciplined penalties against a team this good, against a team with this much firepower, and against a team that's as hot as the Avalanche have been recently and live to tell about. The Avalanche end up scoring two power play goals on the night. It could have been three, uh, but they actually had one overturned on the penalty to Libor Hayek. So... Yeah, I mean, overall, again, it was not, you know, a banner night for the Rainers. I don't think they played terribly either, and it's just one of those things. There's very, very little margin for error when you're going up against the Colorado Avalanche right now because they've just been on fire recently. Uh, as far as, you know, just breaking down the details from this game, you have a situation where the Rangers, you know, in their, their most recent outing, they juggled their lines a little bit down the stretch, you know, just trying to get something going against the Predators. You know, they were obviously down one nothing, looking for a little bit of a spark. The Rangers in this game went back with the same lines that they've been going with uh, for the most part overall. And I get the feeling they'll probably stick with that going into the next game. I mean, I can't say that for sure. But it should be noted that the Rangers, and part of this, again, is the competition and it's the quality of the goalies that the Rangers have gone up against recently. But the Rangers, uh, their goal scoring has kind of tailed off a little bit in recent games. Uh, they end up with just two goals in this game. They were shut out by the Predators. They got only two goals against the Sabres. They got only three goals in the other matchup against the Avalanche. So let's see. Let's do some 
quick math here, and that would mean that the Rangers have scored just seven goals in their last two games, and we'll, we'll see what happens. I get the feeling, the fact that they're going up against the Arizona Coyotes tonight, nothing against the Coyotes. They're just not a very good team. It's a game that the Rangers absolutely should win, and I just have this inkling that it's probably not the time for the Rangers to reinvent the wheel. Not too long ago, Gallant talked about wanting to kind of stick with the same lines, and you know, he mentioned early in the season that he juggled them more than he would like. So I get the feeling the Rangers will probably roll with the same personnel against the Arizona Coyotes. But uh, we are just getting rolling here on Locked On New York Rangers. Going to break down all the details from this 4-2 loss for the New York Rangers. But first, I just wanted to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Primal Origin Oils. Got beard? Get primal. You heard me right. Got beard? Get primal. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get primal. Maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with products. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes bombs, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel in beard products available. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the U.S. The combo kits make a great holiday gift, and if you're shopping for yourself, you will be glad that you did. We know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and the feel in beard to the other products that you've used. We promise you will see and feel the difference. Remember the code Locked On gets you 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Use the code Locked On at checkout for 20% off. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is also brought to you by Built Bar. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. Built Bar, filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. So many flavors, you'll have a hard time choosing. Raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut butter brownie. Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. You friends with Santa? Well, tell Santa to throw a few of those Built Bars into your stockings. With so many flavors, they'd make anyone's Christmas morning a happy one. Like some of those marshmallowy treats around the holidays, you need to get your hands on Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors, all covered in chocolate. Tastes so good, you won't believe that they are filled with protein. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. And just wanted to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And one thing that I wanted to talk about real quick here, I don't want to spend too much time on this, is the fact that this game was on ESPN+, and obviously you go on social media and people are upset, they can't watch the game, what do I have to do to, you know, be able to watch the Rangers tonight, what streaming service do I need? Uh, I definitely empathize with people in that situation. Obviously, we had the whole MSG versus uh, Comcast dispute at the beginning of the season, and, you know, a lot of people, and myself included, had to switch streaming services, and then, you know, the season starts, and this game's on TNT, and that game's on ESPN+, and this game's over here, and that game's over there, and maybe I'll just do a free trial with this streaming service. I get it. I, I've been there just like a lot of you guys have been there, uh, just trying to 
basically figure out and kind of almost like manipulate your way into watching the Rangers uh, so often this season. Um, there is a schedule available. In fact, uh, our friend Anthony Scoltori at Forever Blue Shirts has an article where he's got all the games listed uh, that are not on MSG this season. So maybe I'll give that a retweet for you guys later today. Uh, I get it because it just feels like I, I get the frustration because, it, again, it just feels like you know, you just have to jump through all these hoops just to be able to watch the Rangers. And I'm going to date myself a little bit here, but, you know, 25 years ago, you just turn on the TV and watch the Rangers. It wasn't this complicated. So as great as these streaming services are, you know, you can watch TV on your own schedule. They can also be a huge pain in the you-know-what. And I think last night, and just in general, the entire season, trying to figure out what network and what streaming service the Rangers are on, that can be a little bit annoying. So I do get the frustration there. Uh, but uh, I would recommend anybody who's dealing with this, uh, take a look at the schedule. Like I said, Forever Blue Shirts has it. And uh, just kind of figure out when the Rangers are on a different streaming service on what night, because none of us are busy enough. We have to keep track of this as well. Uh, but I just want to at least, you know, mention that here because I did see a lot of chatter about that on social media. I also wanted to uh, talk about Libor Hayek a little bit here. He had kind of a mixed bag in this game, and I think uh, a lot of us probably keeping an eye on him because, of course, this was just his second game of the season, and you're not really sure what to expect. Uh, he was on the ice for the Avalanche first goal of the game, but right before that, he actually made a fantastic defensive play. Philip Hedl has the puck in the Avalanche zone. He tried to pass back to Libor Hayek at the blue line, and he missed him. So the puck you know, basically just goes uh, fluttering into the neutral zone, and it's a foot race. And Hayek and Nathan McKinnon, of all people, get to the puck at the same time. Hayek did a great job here. He bodies him, got McKinnon off the puck. Now, Burakovsky was able to get to the now loose puck, made a pass in deep, kind of misfired on the pass, but it was basically a three-on-one situation, and Hayek was one-on-one -on -one, uh, for a second there with Nathan McKinnon, and he held his own, and he uh, mostly prevented a scoring opportunity here, despite being in a very, very difficult situ situation as the result of an errant pass. Unfortunately, the Avalanche scored later on this very shift. Nathan McKinnon carries the puck behind the net, uh, starts to come in front, slides a backhand pass across the crease to Rantanen, and just like that, it is one to nothing Avalanche. And, uh, you know, Hayek was on the ice for this play, wasn't able to, to break up this scoring opportunity. But then there was an instance uh, a little bit later, I believe this was in the first period, late in the first period, uh, he comes sliding across the ice to break up uh, a scoring opportunity for the Avalanche when they had a rush. You know, came over really aggressive, knocked the puck away from the player on the Avalanche and prevented, like I said, what could have been a pretty high dangerous scoring opportunity in that instance. But then again, he also took a penalty uh, later in the game that he did not need to take, shot the puck over the boards for a delay of game penalty when the Rangers were still chasing two goals uh, fairly late in the third period. So like I said, mixed bag for Libor Hayek, kind of keeping an eye on him just because, uh, like I said, he hasn't really played a whole lot this season, just two games into his uh, Ranger season here, so to speak. And for a game that there's not really a whole lot of history between the two teams, the Rangers and the Avalanche, this got pretty chippy at times. And of course, you know, I'm sure both teams were thinking a little bit about everything that happened between the Rangers and the Avalanche last week when these two teams played each other in the Garden. Uh, but it ends up uh, coming to a head when Ryan Reeves ends up dropping the gloves with McDermott. And, you know, heavyweight fight here, two big guys, two tough guys. And I got to say, I think McDermott definitely won this fight. Not like it was a complete beatdown or anything like that, but I thought he landed a few more punches and kind of landed on top of Reeves when, when they ultimately fell to the ice at the end there. Uh, but just a lot of chippiness throughout this game here and there. And uh, again, you know, Jacob Truba, everything that happened with him, I think all three of these recent big hits that he's had have been clean, but he was hearing it a little bit from the Avalanche fans. And time that he touched the puck, they were booing him, whatever. I mean, again, it, it was a completely clean hit. At the same time, you understand that that's probably on the way from any 
away fan base. I'm sure it would be the same deal if, you know, if there's a player on the Avalanche that laid a big hit on the Rangers and then this game was played in the Garden, I'm sure that player would have been hearing it from the Garden faithful as well. But, you know, again, it's it's much ado about nothing because all of Truba's hits have been clean over this recent stretch here. Something else that was kind of frustrating for me and probably frustrating to a lot of you that watch this game as well is the very simple fact that I thought the Rangers played very, very well in the second period for the most part, and yet they only tied that period. You know, Ryan Strom cut the avalanche lead from 2-0 to 2-1, but then unfortunately, Nachuskin gets a goal late in the third period, which is, or excuse me, late in the second period, which is a minute and 15 seconds remaining, and just like that, you're back down by two goals entering the third period that made it a 3-1 avalanche. And the reason it was just kind of frustrating is because I thought for the most part in this second period, the Rangers were, I don't want to say skating circles around the avalanche, but they clearly had the better of play. Uh, they came out, Ryan Lindgren drew a penalty in the first minute. They had a couple power play chances. They were buzzing a little bit more than they had been. Good puck movement, good offensive zone possession time. And of course, you know, a really nice goal here as well. Panarin to Fox. Fox passes in deep to Ryan Strom. Strom goes for the deflection. I will say he got a little bit of a lucky bounce. He was trying to de deflect it with his stick, obviously. The puck came up and kind of hit off of kind of his upper body area. I think it might have gotten a piece of his glove, but either way, you know, it goes into the net and at least Strom was in the right position. Again, a little bit of a lucky bounce, but you'll take it. And I think the way the Rangers were playing in the second period up to that point, they probably earned a lucky break like that and they got one. And, you know, the ESPN broadcasters, I, I thought they did a nice job making mention of this as well. Because the Rangers in the last like three or four minutes of this second period, that's when they kind of stopped dominating this period to the degree that they, again, maybe dominating is too strong of a word, but they definitely had the better of play for the vast majority of this second period. And then in the last three or four minutes, for one reason or another, the Rangers just got sloppy with the puck. And, and granted, you know, the Avalanche kind of force your hand sometimes with this. They force you into making some mistakes. But be that as it may, too many turnovers down the stretch in the second period. And I'll admit, when there were about two minutes left in the second. I was thinking at that point, like, let's just get into the intermission down two to one. We've got the most recent goal in the game. We're only down by one against this good avalanche team in their barn. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens in the third period. I was just kind of hoping to get to the intermission at that point, because like I said, the Rangers turned the puck over a little bit too much down the stretch in the second period, and they were really just back on their heels. And then the avalanche, they make you pay. Nachuskin gets the goal, like I said, with a minute and 15 seconds remaining. And again, the Rangers just got away from their game late in the second period. And, and the ESPN broadcasters did a great job uh, making this point as well, but that's all it takes. You know, you can play very, very good hockey against this Colorado team for 16 minutes, 17 minutes of a period. If you get away from your game for even just the shortest amount of time, the next thing you know, the puck is in the net, and that's kind of the situation that the Rangers found themselves in. And again, it's a period where you really felt like the Rangers had the better of play by a pretty wide margin, and then as it turns out, each team gets one goal, the whole thing is a wash, and you have to go into the third period again against a fantastic team in their arena, still trailing by two goals, and the Rangers made a game of it, despite all that, nearly uh, pulled off a pretty miraculous comeback in the last couple of minutes here. We will talk about all that in just a second, but first, just wanted to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before, as football season continues the march to the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, 
right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, so we got to talk about what was a pretty crazy third period here. Pretty notable, particularly the second half of said third period. Uh, for starters, like I mentioned, the Avalanche leading 3-1 to one going into the final stanza here. And it looks like uh, they score a goal on the power play with 7.30 remaining that I don't want to say would ice the game, but you're getting pretty close at that point. A three-goal lead with 7.30 to go. And this is the power play that came as the result of Libor Hayek's delay of game penalty. That happened with 7.57 remaining. And the Avalanche, you know, they take a shot from the blue line, hits the crossbar. The rebound is buried by Comfer. And so you think it's going to go to four to one, but the Rangers challenge for goalie interference. And it was definitely the right move, not just because the call was indeed overturned and the goal was indeed disallowed, but because of the situation in this game. There's 730 left. If you don't get this goal overturned, then you're pretty much not going to win the game. And I, I realize that, you know, an unsuccessful challenge here would result in the Avalanche going on the power play. There, there'd be a delay of game against the Rangers for this. But again, you've basically had, got nothing to lose in this situation if you're Gerard Gallant and the New York Rangers. So they challenged. It got overturned. There seemed to be some contact with Alex Georgiev. Uh, his head was bumped while he was still in the crease. I mean, there's so much gray area on these. You never know what's going to happen, but... You know, seeing the contact there, I had a feeling that this is, this one might actually get overturned, and indeed it was. So the score stays at 3-1. to one. What's weird about this is that it also meant that Libor Hayek had to stay in the penalty box and still had to serve an additional minute and 33 seconds. It, of course, beats the alternative for the Rangers because they're still just down 3-1, to one, but obviously still got some work to do on the penalty kill here, and the Rangers did indeed kill off this power play. And I actually just want to make a quick correction here. I mentioned earlier in the episode that the Avalanche scored twice on the power play. Uh, this would have been the second power play goal for the Avalanche. In fact, the Avs went just one for six on the power play. All things considered, you'll probably take that if you're the Rangers, given uh, you know how dangerous the Avalanche looked on the man advantage in this game and given how many opportunities that they got, but still, uh, you can't be given the Avalanche six power plays. Even if they don't score on all of them, there were a couple of instances where the Avs, you know, the Rangers would kill off the power play, but then the Avs would come back and score in relatively short order after that. You know, they kind of found their jump while they were on the man advantage. So again, you know, taking or giving six power plays to your opposition, never a winning recipe and certainly not against the Avalanche. And, you know, we saw it kind of bite the Rangers in this game, but the Rangers weren't done. They were down by two goals here, down but not out. They actually pull Alex Georgiev with 3.42 remaining and an offensive zone draw forthcoming. Uh, the Rangers end up taking a timeout with three minutes and 17 seconds left. And you get a play by Alexi Lafreniere, who actually kept the game going here. The Avalanche had a shot at the empty net, up three to one. And Kadri tried to kind of float the puck toward the net. Alexi Lafreniere knocked it out of midair, kept it out, and kept the Rangers alive. Then the Rangers get another offensive zone draw. There's a crazy scramble in front. Uh, Hunt, Goudreau, and Gautier were all whacking away. They couldn't bury it. But then you get a face-off win in the offensive zone by Barclay Goudreau. He wins it directly to Dryden Hunt. Hunt takes a shot from the right face-off circle. The save is made, but Kemper had some problems with it. He kind of fell to the ice, and the puck is just laying there. And Julian Gautier wins the foot race backhands it into the net. Not an easy goal here. You know, kind of a sharp angle. He's going in there full speed. He's got it on his backhand, but he flips it into the net regardless. And it is now just 3-2 Avalanche with 2-0-2 remaining. So you're the Rangers. You put Alex Georgiev back in. Obviously, you got the faceoff coming at center ice. We get some let's go Ranger chance coming from the arena, despite being on the road. And then the Rangers once again pull Georgiev with 143 remaining. And the Rangers, with just over a minute left, you get a shot from Adam Fox from the blue line, 
and Gautier's in front of the net trying to provide a screen, maybe even going for a deflection, but the puck goes right to Chris Kreider, and he just missed burying the loose puck. Darcy Kemper made an unbelievable save here, kicked out his left pad, seemed to get his skate on it. When I was watching this play live, you know, they had the, the camera angle from behind the net there, and I thought, goal. Uh, Kreider's going to bury this. He's not going to miss from in this close, and... You know, I bet if you ask Kreider, he'd tell you that he would want that one back and get another chance at it, and he'll probably even tell you that he feels like he should have scored there. But this was a heck of a save by Darcy Kemper here and uh, kind of uh, making up for a little bit of a soft goal right before that. But, you know, Alex Georgiev has to go back in because there's a face-off at center ice, and then, unfortunately, Nichushkinen gets a breakaway and goes in and scores with 36 seconds remaining. So that made it 4-2 and pretty much sealed the deal for the Colorado Avalanche. Like I said, a little bit of a disappointing performance by the New York Rangers. Way too many penalties. Uh, times where they were just really back on their heels against a tough team. But there are some positives to take out of this. Not the least of which is how this team played down the stretch in this game. I thought the Rangers really showed a great never-say-die attitude there and almost snatched victory from the jaws of defeat. When you think of everything that happened late in this game, you get the goal that was overturned uh, against the Avalanche, and that kept the score at 3-1. to one. You had Lafreniere keeping the score at 3-1 to one with an excellent defensive play. You have Julian Gauthier scoring a goal uh, with, the, with the goalie pulled, and, and the Rangers, of course, had to pull their goalie with about 3.30 remaining, given the situation that they were in. And then you have, you know, nearly Chris Kreider bearing a rebound on the doorstep. I mean, they did a lot here to, to make a game of this, and they were really working their tails off. So uh, I do like the effort down the stretch. But like I said, just too many penalties against too good of a team. And sometimes you just get beat, and I think this is kind of a golden example of that. And the Rangers, of course, will be back in action tonight. They will be on the road against the Arizona Coyotes. We will see real quick here. Let me look up and just see uh, if the Rangers have announced a starting goalie for this game. The Rangers have not announced a starting goalie for this game, but it is confirmed that Scott Wedgwood, former Devil, will start for the Arizona Coyotes. And as far as going with Georgiev or Kincaid, I could see an argument to be made either way. It is the second game of a back-to-back, -back, so maybe you throw Keith Kincaid out there. But I honestly wouldn't mind seeing Alex Georgiev start both these games of the back-to-back -back here. And I realize that, you know, in the past, I've come on here when it's Igor and Georgie. I, I talk about, you know, maybe giving Georgie the second game of a back-to-back -back, or at least one of the two games of a back-to-back, -back, depending on how the Rangers' schedule goes. The reason I'd be okay with Georgiev playing both of these games is, first of all, he's been fantastic recently. I know he gave up, uh, you know, the four goals in this game, but the Avalanche, obviously a high-powered team. And, you know, again, I, I don't think there were any soft goals through most of that game last night. So you've got that in the first place. But on top of that, Igor Shesterkin is going to be back sooner or later. And I don't think Alex Georgiev, given his age and given the fact that he is going to be the clear-cut backup to Igor Shesterkin once Igor returns, I don't think you're in a situation where he desperately needs a breather. When this season is all said and done, assuming Igor comes back and he's healthy and he stays in the lineup, Alex Georgiev is not going to play a ton of games, to put it very simply, because, again, Igor Shesterkin is going to get the lion's share of starts. So I, I think you can kind of ride the hot hand in Alex Georgiev here. On the other hand, if you want to give Keith Kincaid a start, I'm fine with that as well. He's played very well in the AHL this season and uh, might not be the worst idea in the world to give him a game here. You should be able to beat the Coyotes either way and uh, just make sure that he's sharp and he's ready to go if there's a situation later in this season where, you know, knock on wood, anything happens to Georgiev or to Shesterkin. Maybe Georgiev is traded. That's always a possibility as well. But it wouldn't be the worst thing to get Keith Kincaid uh, a little taste of NHL action this season. Not that he hasn't played in the NHL before, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, there's no substitute for actually playing games in the NHL, and the Rangers have an opportunity to do that for Kincaid in this game here tonight. So I'm good either way. I'm not going to come on here 
in the next episode and say, oh, the Rangers should have done this, the Rangers should have done that as far as the goalie situation is concerned. Like I said, I can see a case to be made either way. I'd say I lean maybe slightly toward Georgiev, but I do see, once again, a strong case to be made for both goalies. But uh, that will pretty much do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And again, I've mentioned this in some recent episodes. Anybody that's got any ideas as far as potential trade targets for the New York Rangers, definitely email them to me, DM them to me on Twitter, do whatever you got to do. We'll try to do an episode late in December here where we kind of uh, look at everything that you guys came up with and the cases that you guys are presenting uh, should be a lot of fun. So definitely send those my way. Uh, That will do it for today, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. In our new episode, we're going to be breaking down everything that happens between the Rangers and the Coyotes tonight. Now make your second listen Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It is free and available on all platforms.